Hello again, everybody. That's for you, Jeffrey. And welcome back to another episode of It's Not Crypto with Brian Ross. Uh, powered by Our Town Gwinnett Magazine, we are broadcasting live on the Ed Results Radio Network inside the Perimeter Roofing Studio from the Country Inn and Suites by Radisson Hotel in beautiful Stone Mountain, Georgia. So, always good to come home. So here we go, episode four. Very excited. Uh, can't be measured with modern technology, my excitement. Uh, this show, as you well know now, uh, revolves around what I like to call quality of life, uh, some lessons learned over time. Uh, at my age, 48 years old, uh, there are some things, several things, <laughs> that I'd like to tell my 38-year-old self uh, and even my 28-year-old self. And so whether it's fitness or financial stability, professional, personal relationships, a good marriage, this show, I hope, uh, on some level, uh, for some people, just um, gives you some insight you know, into some of the building blocks that could possibly, quite maybe, um, build a foundation, maybe a, a stronger foundation uh, for any future success or happiness. So uh, honored to be with you today. So the title of this critically acclaimed, by the way, I never knew what that meant. So again, the opportunity to look up critically acclaimed. So something has received, here you go, something has received generally good reviews from a number of critics. Here's the example. Although it was critically acclaimed, the album wasn't a commercial success. So I'm thinking that's very in line with my podcast. Although it was critically acclaimed by my closest friends and family, It's Not Crypto wasn't a commercial success. <laughs> Which I do believe perfectly describes what we're doing here. But I do appreciate your time, and uh, I want to call this the people episode. So I want to call this episode the people episode. And I'd like to connect, you know, hopefully share some advice, you know, again, with my younger self about, uh, you've heard me say this before, what you are someday, you are now becoming. And most likely along the way, you're always going to be working with a wide variety of humans. Now, I said that purposefully because when I hear a lot of young people now use that term, I just don't know why exactly that's, I just need to learn, you know? And so I hear people say, um, I want to be a good human. And I'm like, okay, like, wouldn't you want to just be a good person? I know there's something there, but to me, it just feels kind of impersonal or just a little bit nondescript. Um, doesn't bother me a bit. I have always been go along to get along. And, um, and I do want to be a good human. Um, and I also want to be a good person. So <laughs> I digress. Um, this episode in relation to, again, quality of life and, you know, being able to, um, you know, give yourself every opportunity um, for things that you want to see happen you know, how do you get there without people? Like you just can't, like you just can't get there uh, without people involved. 
And so, in other words, what needs to happen to give yourself every opportunity for that to be the case? And I really do believe it boils down to one thing, and that's our ability to sell ourselves and sell our ideas. And so if you really want to boil it down, it's sales. So our ability to sell ourselves and sell our ideas, i.e. sales, I remember in school, you know, there was all these different majors, you know, chemistry, biology, I'm an English major, liberal arts, I was a marketing major, you know, there's accounting, there's, you know, all kinds of across the board, you know, different majors. And I just always have believed that no matter what your field of study, no, no matter what your major, no matter what your current career or profession is, on some level, you're probably selling something. And so I read, I remember, you know, back in the day, no matter what you're selling, no matter what your major was, no matter what it is, you know, you're always going to be selling one of three things. You're always going to be selling either a product, a service, or an idea. So you're always going to be selling one of those three. You're always going to be selling either a product, a service, or an idea. And so that just stuck with me. You know, like, for example, if you're going to be a doctor, you know, obviously, what does a doctor sell? They sell a service. And there's a lot of doctors that go to a lot of great schools that all make good grades. But what is it about your doctor, you know, that you like so much or don't like so much? I mean, it's all about what? Bedside manner, right? Do they make you feel comfortable? Do they explain things in a, in a, in a understandable way? You know, so it's, it really makes a difference in terms of people. What does a teacher sell? Ideas. You know, our best teachers, our best professors, you know, they just were, were phenomenal, you know, at painting that picture, you know, and, and, and just talking about things that kept your interest. And, I mean, I had a hard time staying awake in school. Uh, I don't know why, but I'm always, you know, borderline, what is that, narcoleptic? Yeah, like I, in church, anytime, you know, I'm sitting still for 20, 30, 40 minutes, curtains, lights out, I'm going to be taking a quick um, siesta. So what's a farmer sell? They sell a product. So, I mean, again, no matter what it is, your ability to, th- to do those three things effectively and, a communi- and communicate at different levels with a wide variety of people is kind of the Bruce Lee of happiness, you know, both personally, you know, and professionally. So I believe that your ability to sell yourself, sell your ideas, um, to communicate at different levels with a wide variety of people is the Bruce Lee of happiness in life. And, and that's both personally uh, and professionally. I was going to look up some Bruce Lee quotes, and I'm like, eh. I do like Bruce Lee, though. Enter the Dragon. I mean, you go back and watch some of the Bruce Lee movies, you're like, I loved it as a kid, and then you're watching it, you're like, it's kind of slow. 
you know, it, it's actually it takes it takes a long time to develop. I mean, just get to the get to the fight scenes. So, as I mentioned in episode two, a uh, couple of 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 opportunities and and part time jobs and and things that I did uh, along the way, where I do feel like I was fortunate, and and I do feel like I was exposed to some, you know, life lessons and and success uh, principles, and it was just really um, happenstance. You know, I think we just kind of navigate, you know, to the best of our ability. Um, in high school, I went to a job fair, got a job with the Atlanta journal constitution. So I was selling newspaper subscriptions door to door. And so I just remember like, you know, you had a map, like a County map, like we'd have the Fulton County map, but we had the Gwinnett County map. We had the DeKalb County map. And you just kind of get in this station wagon. And I'm with these older guys, and I'm like, whoa, you know, look, I'm just trying to mind my own, you know, just really just observing. And um, But then you just go and knock on people's doors, and you just go, hey, you know, I'm Brian. I work with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Um, wanted to, to introduce myself and just see if you might be interested in a subscription to the newspaper. And we've got a special right now on the five-day, or uh, if you just want to get it on the weekend or um, probably our, our best deal, you know, is the seven day subscription. And so I just remember talking to hundreds and hundreds of people and then, and that was during the school year. And then in the summertime, I remember my boss said, Hey, if you want to meet me downtown. And I remember taking Marta, you know, downtown and like right in the middle of Atlanta during lunch hour, he would drop off like 50 newspapers and I would just hand them out to professionals. I would just hand them out as fast as I could. And then while they were taking a paper from me, I would run behind them and then see if they wanted to sign up for the newspaper. I would see if they wanted to get a subscription to the AJC. And so it was just that, again, the interaction with people, a lot of different types of people, um, you know, it just kind of set the stage, you know, for future confidence, you know, and, and kind of up-leveling, you know, with people that were older than me or people that, um, you know, just were, were way ahead of me in, in years and experience. Um, I mentioned marketing and selling educational reference books in college. And so it was, it was all that and, and a bag of chips. Um, I got to go all over the country. And so, you know, at a young age, what an incredible experience to spend a whole summer you know, talking to families in Oklahoma. Like I lived in McAllister, Oklahoma. They had a, a prison rodeo. And I'm not joking. They had prisoners. Like they would they would let into the area and then they would have a bull and put a hundred dollar bill on his forehead and then release him into the into the ring. And they called it money the hard way. And all these prisoners would like run around and try and get the cash. I'm like, whoa. Like, that is something else. Um, the second half of that summer, I lived in Antlers, Oklahoma. And my, you know, kind of like a host family, Verna and Turk Robinson. She worked at the bank, and Turk Robinson was one of the original Marlboro men. I mean, 6'6", like real cowboy. Like, when you walked into their house... All of his marble ads were like down the hallway. I mean, it was like, this is a man. 
And so, you know, having that opportunity to, to get to know them, um, you know, a summer in Wisconsin, a summer in Vermont, a summer in Pennsylvania, you know, the, the fundamentals of, of selling, you know, like we had this cycle of, of the sale. We had to memorize our, our sales talk. Um, we all know that body language, you know, like when you reach out to shake someone's hand, typically they'll shake your hand. So our approach, you know, at the end, it was like, hey, I'm just uh, talking to all the families, you know, in this area that have kids in high school and wanted to stop by and introduce myself. I apologize. You kind of tap your watch. I'm kind of in a big hurry. I only have a few minutes to spend with each family. Do you have a place that we can sit down? And what you would do is break eye contact and like kind of like bend over and then wipe your feet. And I'm like, whoa. And you would be shocked and amazed. It works. Like the door, it peop, the people just open the door and you walk in, you're like, hey, thanks. I mean, so I just, that type of, of knowledge at a young age was just invaluable. And so we had rebuttals, you know, that we had to learn. There was something called the feel, felt, found. You know, like if someone, you know, gives you like, I can't afford it. I understand how you feel. Um, you know, other people have felt the same way. You know, what I found was, and then you kind of go into your, your response. And so what I've done is I've actually taught my kids some of this stuff. And so I, I, it's, it's very amusing to me when I've got a 10 year old and a 12 year old and the 12 year old will say, Hey, you know, give me that iPad. And the 10 year old will say, I understand how you feel when I didn't have the iPad. I felt the same way you do, but if you'll wait 15 minutes, what I found was I'll be done with it and I'll hand it over to you. I mean, she'll answer the objection to her sister that's two years older than her. There's something else I learned early on that got me out of some tight situations. Anytime you get pulled over, anytime you get arrested, you know, anytime you get in a tight spot, Here's your go-to line. You ready? I need your help. Here's my situation. If you start with that, people want to help people, right? And so I need your help. Here's my situation. And then you state your situation. And you would be amazed at how many people, like I'd get, you know, pull out the police officer, you know, fast, you're going, sir, I need your help. Here's my situation. And now I get text messages from my oldest daughter, this is one recently, and it said, hey dad, I need your help. Here's my situation. Tomorrow is snack day at school, and I was wondering if on your way home from the gym, you wouldn't mind picking up a dozen donuts. I'm like, it just makes me smile sharing that with you. Like, yeah, of course I'll do that for you. Hey dad, I need your help. Here's my situation. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you know, I, it, how critically important is it that we spend time, you know, with our kids and our children, if possible, and just help them with their communication skills, you know, help them um, know how to shake someone's hand properly, you know, like really give somebody a firm handshake. Oh my gosh, when my, when I introduce, you know, either one of my daughters to someone and they shake their hand, these people are like, 
whoa. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. They, I mean, they look you in the eye, they shake your hand, and it is like they will not break eye contact. And it's it's kind of a family joke, but um, it's going to serve. It's going to pay dividends. Like that's going to be something down the road that I think uh, they'll be thank- thankful they they uh, learn from old dad. So, you know, from my, my summers and, and what I learned ultimately was that, you know, the majority of people in our country are really, really good people, you know, like friendly and nice and, and always willing to say hi or wave. And I'm talking about literally hundreds of thousands of people that I've been in their living room. I've been in their kitchen table. I've been on the back of their, their tailgate on the pickup truck. I mean, it's people are, are generally really nice and really good people. And so I think that's important in this world right now, just to put that out there that, you know, we have a great country and a lot of great people that, uh, that always, that do want to help, you know, and that are willing to listen. I think that's important. So now I have a boutique insurance agency. And so what, translation it's a small agency a very small agency and uh, I'm responsible I would say if I had to define my my role you know I basically I basically acquire talent and then try and develop uh, leadership so that would be that would be kind of it I I try and acquire talent and and develop leadership so I just want to share a couple things down the stretch here Um, in relation to people, and it's I have a personal mission statement. So I, I kind of went through in episode one, like what um, some personal values are. I also have a mission statement, and so you might be like, "What?" And I don't, I don't blame you. Um, it's you know, it's goofy, but um, you know, kind of my north star, you know, so to speak, kind of like my whatever moral compass. Um, and again, it sounds goofy to even say it. Uh, so there's that, but I just think that's, um, it's important, you know, just to have some of the, the, like, what are your guardrails? You know, what are some standards that you like to adhere to? What are some things that you try and do, um, correctly, you know, and, and I've made every mistake in the book. I continue to make every mistake in the book. And in the future, I have zero doubt that I will continue to, um, you know, just fall apart at different times. And, uh, and have to pick it up and figure it out and then try and get back on track. So I do want to highlight just a couple that I think have made the biggest difference, you know, with people. And then can I just encourage everyone to be more intentional about meeting people? Like I think we're in a day and age again with screens and just time on the internet. I mean, it's, I'm guilty as anybody. It's like, it's really hard. Um, to do any meaningful digital detox nowadays, right? And so I see that um, in myself. I see that, you know, on some level with my kids, it's um, it's not a good feeling, right? It's not a good feeling, you know, when you someone you care about says, hey, can you put your phone down, you know? And so I just want to encourage everyone to be more intentional about meeting people and having conversations with people that you might not normally talk to or you might not normally take interest in. And it's a whole new world. And, um, and I'm not, I've always, <laughs> I've said I'm a man of the people. I, you know, I just like people, you know, I, and I, I'm, you know, am I an extrovert? Yeah. 
I'm probably an extrovert. And if you're an introvert, you know, is that kind of, is it harder for you or, or more, you know, more uncomfortable? Um, I assume it would be. So it's just food for thought, you know, something to give some, some thought and consideration to, um, you know, baby steps in terms of, of building confidence, you know, in the right places and, um, a little, you know, goes a long way. And, uh, I see that, you know, in the people that I have a chance to work with now and just, you know, them understanding more like how a small business operates and, you know, just having like a disciplined work ethic or, you know, just being really coachable and teachable or, you know, just that ownership mindset. So yeah, I just want to encourage everyone to be more intentional about meeting people and having conversations with people that you might not normally uh, talk to and take interest in. I think that would, that would move the needle um, for you personally, and then also uh, the people around you. So a couple things from my, my mission statement. So one thing is just try and be, you know, live in integrity, you know, try and, and make a difference, you know, in the lives of others. My management philosophy, because uh, some people are real hard, rigid, that's fine. Um, you know, where I work in an industry that's compensation based on performance, you know, negative motivation uh, typically doesn't work. And so in my industry, in my experience, uh, negative motivation uh, doesn't work. It's kind of a volunteer army. And so for me, it's he who has the most flexibility has the most influence. So he who has the most flexibility um, has the most influence. And that's sometimes pretty challenging because I feel like I have given people, you know, I, I, I tend to be, I, I always try and err on the side of generosity and believe in people. And then a lot of times it doesn't work out and you just kind of go, well, you know, it doesn't always come around, you know, but I still believe that what you put in the lives of others, you know, does come back into your own. And so just trying to organize and execute around priorities. Um, I think this is, it's a quote from Goth. Maybe it's Goth. It's uh, people and things which matter most must never be at the mercy of things that which matter least. You know, and again, when you think about like your, your day-to-day activity and routine and just how we get caught up. You know, we all know the book, Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, and it's all small stuff. So yeah, people and things which matter most must never be at the mercy of things that which matter least. Uh, and again, the the example of, of me being on my phone, you know, with my kids and trying to just be more intentional about that, have a, a much greater awareness for that. Um, and doing this podcast helps me with that. Like if I'm putting this out in the universe, then I'm going to hopefully have a, an extra layer of accountability because here I am telling you what I would want to tell myself tomorrow, yesterday, a year ago, five years ago. I forget when cell phones came out, but let's just say 20 years ago. So uh, let's see, set goals, you know, setting goals focused on results, uh, not activity. Um, another one would just be, you know, be resourceful, you know, be creative. Um, you know, I, I think I have a decent marketing brain, but everybody's got their strengths, you know, and, and someone first real, one of my first professional, you know, mentors just said, Hey, there's only going to be a handful of things in life that you're really good at. 
And so, you know, what are those for you? And even just asking the question, you know, even just thinking about it for a second. So what is something, if there's only a handful of things in life, you know, that you're really, really good at, what is it, you know, for you? You know, what is that one or two things that, you know, you just know you're, you're actually pretty good at that. Um, you know, trying to succeed at home first, trying to, again, never compromise with, with honesty. Um, remember, you know, the people that are involved, uh, defend, this is, you know, this is probably one of the hardest ones ever is defending people that are absent. You know, like how hard is that not to gossip or talk about people or just, I mean, that's, I mean, that's social media, right? I mean, it's like, how hard is it not to say things about people or defend people uh, who are absent? So again, something we can all as a collective society, you know, be more mindful of or, or intentional about. So trying to keep a good attitude, you know, I think, you know, attitude goes a long way. Um, you know, your enthusiasm uh, is contagious and it brings out the best in other people. Uh, my dad always said, keep a sense of humor, you know, like that again, can, a, a sense of humor is, um, I work with some people, we take our jobs very seriously, uh, but we don't take ourselves, uh, too seriously. We did a white elephant last night and it was, it was really fun. Like it was really, uh, a good time, you know, knowing that these are people that not only do I work with, but I also have a chance to, um, you know, kind of do life with. So last couple ones, facilitate the success of the people I have an opportunity to work with and, and, and be in business with. This is a big one. Listen twice as much as you talk. And so I used to, I have a, a, a almost like a, what do I call it? It's not an analogy. It's like a um, metaphor. Hmm. It's basically something called the talk rock. And so when you're having a conversation with someone, and, you know, a lot of times we're not very active listeners. And so as a result, you know, we're just kind of waiting for that person to stop talking so that we can say what we want to say. And so, you know, really try and listen twice as much as you talk. And right when you think you're supposed to say something, like right when you think, you know, this is my time to, to make a comment or say something, pretend you're holding a rock your talk rock and just squeeze it and don't say a word. And then the next time you feel like I should probably say something here, squeeze it even harder. And you'll be amazed at some of the conversations that you have with people that are so much more meaningful and have so much more depth. I met with a guy yesterday, super guy. And, you know, we probably were hour and a half and I just listened, you know, he had a great story, you know, minister and truck driver and, you know, daughter in college that he's really proud of and just all these different things. Um, and then some hard things, you know, some things that, that didn't work out in his life. And so at the end, and this guy, 55 years old and, and probably hasn't opened up to anybody in a long time, but I just remember sitting with him yesterday and just holding my talk rock. And at the end, he's like, man, I have not shared with anyone in a long time what I told you today. And I'm like, hey, 
I enjoyed it. It was really good. I enjoyed catching up and, and getting to know you a little bit. So remember the talk rock. I think that's a good one. Concentrate all abilities and efforts on the task at hand. Uh, try not to worry as much about your next job or promotion. Um, schedule your priorities. Don't prioritize your schedule. And then, you know, for me, is it, it, this is about as corny as it gets, but try and just increase the standard of living for people, uh, the quality of life, you know, for folks uh, in my life. And that's... Um, you know, it's a decent, that's a decent charge. You know, it's a decent mission statement. Um, so far, so good. So I hope in the future to have some guests. So this is the time you know as much about me as you'd ever want to know. And and I've enjoyed the opportunity to, to um, put it out there. I was nervous. Uh, I've been nervous for every episode, uh, this one included. But uh, it's been, it's been great for me. So I hope uh, helpful and maybe on some level there's some takeaways for you so i hope to have some guests in the future and so we'll put um you know we'll officially tee it up in 2022 and we'll put 2022 uh, on notice so i want to say thanks uh, for tuning into another it's not crypto on the end results radio network inside the perimeter roofing studio from the country inn and suites by radisson here in stone mountain uh, stay tuned upcoming shows or listen to past shows by visiting www.endresults.com with an Z and simply click on current shows button and you'll hear this and many other shows on the network. And that's 24 seven uh, or anywhere really that you get your podcast. So uh, until next time, happy new year. It's not crypto. Ross out. <laughs>